0: Give me the, Bible, shall guide me in the narrow way. This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today
1: on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you that have tuned in to watch today. It may be that you were just surfing the channels. You happened to find us. Please stay tuned. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that I think will be of uh, benefit to us all. I hope that it would encourage us. In God, we trust. In God, we trust. We want to talk about that today, what it really means to trust God. Stay tuned. Now, today on Getting to Know Your Bible, we continue to offer a free Bible course that you might know more about the course, that you might know how you might receive it. Let's pause for just a moment.
0: To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580, or call toll free 1 877 711 5214.
1: I want to read a passage of Scripture that I, I suspect is very familiar to so many people. As a matter of fact, I was at the YMCA a few days ago where I go to do some exercise and, and a man walks up to me. He said, Preacher, quote me a scripture. I said, Well, which one do you want? He said, What about Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and following? And then this is what we read to him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding And all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, and depart from evil. You know, we have an inscription on the coins that we carry in our pockets, our purses, and on the paper money. In God we trust. Do we? What does that really mean? In God, we trust. You know, some people trust things other than God. But for example, some people trust in their riches. That's where their trust is. And Paul addressed that subject in 1 Timothy 6, 17. He said, charge them that are rich in this world that that they not trust in their uncertain riches. They're not to trust in their wealth, not to trust in their riches. That's been the downfall of many a person. As of the downfall of the young man in Matthew chapter 19 who came running to Jesus and asked him, he said, good master, what shall I do that I might have eternal life? And Jesus said, well, keep the commandments. And he said, well, which? And he, they, Jesus enumerated some of them. He said, I've been keeping those since I was a child from my youth up. And he asked, now what else do I need to do? And Jesus said, go and sell what you have and give it to the poor and come and follow me. But this man trusted in his riches more than he trusted Jesus. Because he went away sorrowful. Because you see he had great possessions. That was his downfall. Trusting in his wealth. In Luke the 12th chapter, Jesus gave a parable about a man who was a farmer. A prosperous farmer. And he had such a great crop that he didn't have room to put it in his barns. He said, what am I going to do? I have no room where to bestow all of my fruits and goods. He said, this is what I'll do. I'll pull down my barns and I'll build greater. And there I'll bestow all of my fruits and all of my goods. And I'll say to my soul, soul, you've got goods laid up for many years. Take your ease. And the Lord said to him, you're a very foolish man. Because tonight your soul is going to be required of you. Then who shall those things be which you've provided? And so as he that lays up treasure for himself is not rich toward God. See so trusted in his wealth. He trusted in his possessions. So some people put their trust in themselves, but, but in Proverbs five we learn that we should not do that. Do not be wise in your own eyes. In all your ways acknowledge him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, but do not lean on your own understanding. A lot of people are leaning on their own understanding. That is, they are trusting themselves. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. That's found in Proverbs chapter 28, verses 6 and 7. The the church at Laodicea uh, is mentioned in Revelation, the third chapter. This was one of the letters to one of the seven churches of Asia and they trusted in themselves. Uh, Jesus addressed them and he said uh, that they were rich they said they were rich and increased in goods and had need of nothing. That's that was their self-assessment. But Jesus said you're wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. They really did not understand what they really were in the sight of God. They were trusting in themselves. Sometimes people trust in military power and strength. In Psalms chapter 20, verse 7, there the psalmist said some trust in chariots and some in horses, but but I'll remember the Lord my God. And then there's a passage in Psalms chapter 44 and verse 6, for I will not trust in my bow, neither shall my sword save me. (laughs) That's exactly right. Military strength and power is not where it's at. You see, we need to put our trust in God. Let me read you some passages of Scripture that are talking about, every one of them is talking about trusting God. If you have a pen and uh, paper handy, why don't you write these uh, references down and make a study of them uh, later. Proverbs, uh, Psalms, rather, chapter 4 and verse 5, put your trust in the Lord. Put your trust in the Lord. Then in Psalms chapter 2 and verse 12, blessed are they that put their trust in him. Happy are they that put their trust in him. Blessed are those, blessed are those that put their trust in him. Then Psalms chapter 11 and verse number 1, in the Lord put I my trust. Then in Psalms chapter 7 and verse 1, O Lord my God, in you do I put my trust trust. Put your trust in God. Then Psalms chapter 37 and verse number five, commit your way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. When we put our trust in God, God is going to bless us, going to help us. And the Psalmist says he will bring it to pass. Then look to Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 25. He that puts his trust in the Lord shall be made fat. That's one translation, but it means he shall be prospered. He will be blessed. How? If he puts his trust in the Lord. And then in Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 20, Whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Then there's Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 7. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. You see, when we put our trust in the Lord, the Lord becomes our hope. There are so many hopeless people today. They they have no purpose. They have no hope for the future. But when a man leans on the Lord, then he has that hope. And now Proverbs, rather Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you because he trusts in you. The man that trusts in God is a man who is going to have the peace that passes all understanding. Now look at the very next verse. That'd be verse number four. Trust you in the Lord forever for the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. In view of the fact that God Almighty, the Jehovah God is everlasting strength. It just seems logical that we'd put our trust in him, doesn't it? You see, the Bible teaches that we need to trust in God. If it were not on our money, if it did not have that inscription on there, in God we trust, we still ought to trust in God. We ought to trust in God for several reasons. Number one, because of His veracity. Because He delivers. When God makes a promise to you, when He says, you, you, I, I will do this or that, you can mark it down, God will deliver. You can trust Him. I've seen people in life who would make promises, and and they would make promises and break those promises. Then after a while, they'd make a promise, and you really didn't trust them to fulfill that promise because they have a record of not being honest and upright about their promises that they make. Well, when God makes a promise, God delivers. In Titus 1 and 2, the Bible says, in hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before the world began. There are a lot of things that God cannot do, and one of the things God cannot do is tell a lie. When God makes a promise, you can just mark it down. He's going to keep His word. 2 Peter 3 and 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise. You see, you can have confidence in God and you can have confidence in His Word. You know, the worth of a promise is no better than the integrity of the person that's making the promise. And God is a God of integrity. God is a God who is honest, upright, truthful. And so we can trust Him Because he will deliver. Another reason I would suggest you can trust him is because of all of his might and because of his greatness. I remember when I was in junior high school, there was a woman who worked in the lunchroom who was invited by the principal to come into the assembly that we would have in the gym and to sing to all of the students. And I remember her walking out into the middle of the gym, standing there with her hands folded, holding her hands, and she began to sing. And as she started to sing, there was a hush that fell over the students. And she sang without any mechanical accompaniment. He's got the whole world in his hand. I'll tell you that's been many a year ago since I was in junior high school. But I have such a vivid memory of her standing there, singing that song. She was a Christian, she was a sister in the Lord And I know that when she sang that, she sang that from the depths of her soul. Made an impression on a young boy in junior high school that God indeed has the whole world in his hand. Another reason that we ought to trust God is because of his eternal nature. Now, you might as well try to find the cradle and the tomb of God as to find the beginning and the end of God because you can't do it. God is eternal. He is everlasting. In Psalms chapter 90, verses 1 and 2, we're told that He is from everlasting to everlasting. Thou art God. In Psalms 102, verses 25 and 26, the Bible says of old, Thou hast laid the foundations of the earth, the heavens, and the work of thy hand. They shall perish, but you shall endure. One of these days, this old world, like we see it today, is going to perish. Indeed it will. Second Peter 3 and 10 affirms that when it says, The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise. The elements shall melt with fervent heat, and, and the earth also, that the works of there, therein shall be burned up. So it's not going to last forever. That's what the Bible teaches. But the one thing that will endure, the one thing that will last is God. And you know, I want to put my trust in something that's going to endure forever. And when I put my faith and my confidence and my trust in God, I know that I have a bright future. You see, we need to trust God. And what, the, what is the fruit when we began to put our trust in God rather than in ourselves, rather than what we own, rather putting our trust in power and strength and might and prestige. Well, what's the fruit of it? Well, one thing that happens is that we have peace of mind. One of the things that's missing in the lives of so many people today, all over the world, not just in the United States, in other countries of the world, they're lacking in peace of mind. There's sort of a war going on in their hearts and in their minds. But I like Isaiah 26 in verse 3. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. You see, when you trust in God, he says you will have perfect peace. Maybe you have emptiness of soul right now. You see, I believe that God created each and every one of us with a, with a place in our heart where God belongs. And if God is not there, I want you to know that's the reason you have that empty feeling, that lost feeling, that, that feeling of, of, of helplessness. God belongs there. And when you give Him His rightful place, then you're going to have peace of mind. You'll have the peace of mind that Paul wrote about in Philippians chapter 4 when he said in verses 6 and 7, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let uh, let your requests be known unto God. And the peace that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You see, when we trust God and when we rely upon Him and His Word, And I I conform my life to His will. Not, Not conform Him to my will, but my will to His will. Then I'm going to have peace of mind. When I start trusting Him. You see how important it is to trust God? And perhaps the reason that you have so many issues. Maybe the reason that you have so many sleepless nights. Maybe the reason that you have so many anxious moments is because you're leaning on your own understanding, not trusting in Him. Another result of our putting our, our trust in God is we can have some confidence in the prayers that we pray. You know, Jesus said, ask. Well, Jesus, what's going to happen if I ask? You'll receive. Ask and you'll receive. Seeking, you'll find. Knocking, it shall be opened to you. Everyone that asks receiveth he, receiveth, he that knocketh unto him shall it be open. Jesus said, what man is there of you? If his son were to ask of him for, for a fish, would he give him a serpent? That is a snake. If he were to ask for bread, would he give him a hard rock? Oh, Jesus said, you wouldn't do that. And he said, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to them that ask him? You see, there are blessings that God will confer upon us, but we have to ask for them. We need to be in a covenant relationship with Him. We need to be right with Him and be able to refer to Him as my Father who is in heaven. You have to be His child. And if you're not His child, then you need to be born of water and the Spirit, John 3, 5. Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. To become a Christian, to be in a covenant relationship with God, you must believe on Jesus Christ with all of your heart. You must repent of the sins in your life. And make up your mind that that's the past. You want, you want a brighter future than the way you've lived. And then you must be willing to acknowledge Jesus Christ as the Son of the living God. Then you have some servant of God to baptize you into Christ. And you'll have hope and have peace of mind. And when you pray, you can call God Father. And you can approach the throne of God with confidence. 1 John 5, 14 says, This is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, now there's the key, when we pray it must be according to His will, we can't ask for things that would be contrary to, to the will of God. We must pray according to His will. He hears us. Now listen to verse 15. And we know that we, He hears us whatsoever we ask. We know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. So you see, when we trust in God, we know that we can have the confidence that when we pray, that God is going to listen to us and answer our prayers. Listen to 1 Peter three twelve: The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, His ears are open unto their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. You see, we need to be in the right relationship with Him. And then another result of trusting God is it causes us to see the need to surrender. To surrender to His will. Commit your way unto Him. Psalms chapter thirty-seven and verse five. Trust in him. That same passage says, "Commit and trust" are two important words. We can, when we commit, when we trust, we surrender. You know, I need to surrender everything about my life to the Lord. I need to surrender my past to Him. You say, "Well, now, what do you mean by surrendering your past?" Well, I need to take my life. And all of the sins that I've committed in my past and turn them over to him for forgiveness. When the Lord forgives us of our past, he doesn't do a halfway job of forgiving us. As, if, as, if east, as, from, as far as the east is from the west, so far has, has he removed our sins or our iniquities from us. That's what we we'll read in Psalms 103 and in verse number 12. That is, He completely removes our sins for us. In Hebrews 8 and 12, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, their sins and their iniquities. I will I remember no more. You see, I need to come to the point in my life, if I really trust God, that I, I trust Him to forgive me of my past sins. And I do that by accepting His Son as being the Son of the living God. I do that by being willing to give up the sin in my life and repent of those sins, die to the love and the law and the practice of sin in my life. And I should be willing to confess Jesus Christ before men every day of my life. And then I'm to be baptized into Christ for the remission of my sins because Jesus said it best. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. You see, when you do that, you have surrendered your past. Trust Him to take care of your past. I may be speaking to some soul right now who has been thinking about your life. You've been thinking about your past. I want you to know that He can wash you and make you as clean and as white as a new driven snow. Isaiah 1.18 says, Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Isn't it wonderful to have a God like that? A God that we can surrender and, and give our lives to, and He takes care of all the sins of our past. But then I need to surrender the present to Him. I need to give Him the best of my life right now. And I do that by living by faith. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And I live my life every day by faith after I have surrendered my past, obeyed the gospel of Christ, and then I live day by day walking in the light of the Word of God. Listen to 1 John 1, verse 7. If we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from all sin. After I am baptized for the remission of our sins, and when I, if I'm walking in that light, that blood is continually, constantly cleansing me of my sins. Now, I, I have known of members of the Church of Christ who stop walking in the light. And they needed to repent of their sins, acknowledge their sins, and pray that God would forgive them of their transgressions. Repent therefore of this thy wickedness and pray, God, if perhaps the fault of thine heart may be forgiven thee. That's found in Acts 8, verses 22 and 23. And so we we commit the past. We surrender the past. We surrender the present. And then there is the future. When we trust the Lord... We surrender to His will so far as the future is concerned. What about your future? What about your future? I know what Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12. He said, I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that He's able to keep that which I have committed unto Him against that day. And I know that as a child of God, so far as the future is concerned, that God is going to help me and to bless me in the living of the Christian life because I trust Him. I trust Him. I believe in Him. I rely on Him. And we know that all things work together for good. To them that love the Lord, to them that that are called according to His purpose, day by day in the living of the Christian life, we can rely upon Him, trust Him, trust in the lord with all of your heart in god we trust i remember one time i was driving back to school when i was still a student in college A man was hitchhiking he was a soldier he was a black man he was a sergeant i picked him up and as we're traveling up the highway he began to tell me about his sergeant about his platoon leader. And he said, you know, if he were to tell me to charge into the face of the enemy, I'd do it. Do you know why? I said, no, I don't. He said, because I trust him. We need to trust Jesus with all of our heart. Lean not on our own understanding. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for watching, getting to know your Bible today. May I invite you to visit the Church of Christ in your community. Please take the time visit. If you don't know where it's located, call us, and we'll give you the location where you live. I want to thank you for watching today. Pick up the telephone now and call right now for the free Bible correspondence course, and you can take it online if you prefer, but I want to thank you for watching today, and until we meet again, may the Lord bless you, may the Lord
0: keep you, is my prayer. We want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God. You can now easily access our free Bible correspondence course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.org. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at knowyourbible@golftel.com at or call us anytime at 1-877-711-5214. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580 or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.